another episode of Radio Rounds, the podcast interview series presented by St. Louis Children's Hospital, featuring leading Washington University physicians covering pediatric topics of interest to doctors and healthcare professionals. Here's Melanie Cole. While the impact of flu varies, it can place a burden on the health of people in the United States each year. CDC estimates that influenza has resulted in up to 35 million illnesses and up to 56,000 deaths annually since 2010. My guest today is Dr. Rachel Orschelin. She's a Washington University pediatric infectious disease physician at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Orschelin. Explain a little bit about influenza and the devastating effects that it's had around the globe. Well, as you mentioned, influenza can be a serious and life-threatening infection that is vaccine-preventable. So every year, even in the United States, we see anywhere between three and 30,000 deaths from influenza. There can also be complications. Even people who don't um, ultimately die from influenza can have complications such as pneumonia, heart problems, and other serious medical illnesses related to influenza. And tell us about this year's flu vaccine. What can we expect? Well, this year, we uh, the influenza vaccine contains an influenza H1N1 strain, influenza A, an influenza B, H3N2 strain, and either one or two influenza B strain. The vaccine that we're recommending is the inactivated vaccine. We are no longer recommending the live attenuated vaccine for children. So what's the best way to protect young children that are too young to receive the vaccine? That's a great question. So there are a number of things people can do to prevent young infants from influenza, and those are children that are less than six months of age and cannot be vaccinated. One thing you can do is have those people who are around that infant be vaccinated against influenza. So that's a good way to protect. And then there are other ways to prevent the spread of germs, such as avoiding close contact with people who are sick, um, avoiding areas where there might be ill people, such as things like the mall, Um, washing hands frequently before touching infants. Those are some practical things you can do to prevent influenza in children who are too young to be vaccinated. So then speak a little bit about appropriate dosing age for younger children. And once they're six months, is this if it's their first time getting a flu vaccine? Should they be getting two doses? Just speak about the dosing a little bit. So Infants who are receiving influenza vaccine for the first time and who are less than nine years of age need to receive two doses of the influenza vaccine separated by at least four weeks. Also, if kids who are less than nine years of age only receive one dose last year, they should receive two doses of the influenza vaccine. What would you tell other pediatricians about answering the question that parents have about the flu vaccine and can it be given at the same time as other vaccines if their children are in for their well visits at that time and it's flu season and the doc says we're going to do the flu shot today and parents recoil a bit. What do you tell other physicians about answering that question? Well, I think it's important for physicians and pediatricians to provide a clear recommendation for the influenza vaccine. It certainly is a part of the childhood vaccination schedule. So in the way that we recommend those vaccines routinely for children, we should also recommend the flu vaccine. The vaccine should be given at the first availability to um, patients during the flu season. And families should be reassured that the vaccine is very safe and with a very low likelihood of any serious side effect. Certainly, some families need to be reassured that the vaccine does not cause influenza. The main side effects of the vaccine can be things like soreness at the site of injection, but there are unlikely to be any serious side effects of the influenza vaccine. 
And are there any special considerations for patients with egg allergies? Well, the CDC states that people with egg allergies can receive any licensed, recommended, age-appropriate influenza vaccine and no longer have to be monitored for 30 minutes after receiving the vaccine. People who have severe egg allergies, however, should be vaccinated in a medical setting and supervised by health care providers who are able to manage and also deal with severe allergic conditions. So what if a family does get the flu? What do you want them to know about dealing with this? And are there any, do we have any medications to treat influenza at this point? Certainly, we have a number of different antiviral agents that have activity against influenza. And those are specifically recommended for people with underlying medical conditions, things like asthma, for anybody who is hospitalized, and for people with increased risk of severe influenza. And that includes children that are less than five years of age, but especially those who are less than two years of age. The antiviral medications are most effective when they are started within the first 24 to 48 hours of illness. So it's really important to be seen early and have the diagnosis of influenza for those patients at high risk so that antiviral therapy can be started as soon as possible. If someone gets the vaccine, how long before it takes effect? So if they are exposed to someone with flu and they've gotten the vaccine, how long is that interim? We generally think that it takes about two weeks for vaccines to become effective in terms of generating um, neutralizing immunity against different pathogens. So then wrap it up for us with your best advice for other pediatricians and physicians about this year's flu vaccine and what you want them to know so that they can be prepared and answer these kinds of questions for their patients? Well, I think it's important for providers to provide a clear recommendation for influenza vaccine for their patients. And if patients do develop influenza, either without vaccine or despite vaccine, then for those at highest risk, antiviral therapy can reduce their chances of severe illness and shorten their duration of illness. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Orschelin. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.